you're listening to the Rumalicious Podcast, where we talk about travel, food, health, entertainment, and everything in between. Your host is Malika Bowling. Find articles and reviews at rumalicious.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Here's Malika Bowling. As the hospitality industry continues to navigate through these uncertain times with the COVID-19 crisis, we go behind the scenes and talk to a restaurant employee who is a manager at a restaurant in Atlanta, and he tells us what it's like to operate with a skeleton crew, the challenges the restaurant faces, and what he sees for the future. He prefers to remain anonymous as... If he names himself or the restaurant, it could be grounds for termination. I have started in the business probably at the age of 19, and I've been in some form of food, beverage, and hospitality throughout my entire lifetime. Uh, That includes waiting tables, busing, dishwasher, cooking, and being a manager. So... Now that you have a little bit of background, uh, we can uh, discuss uh, current situations. Okay. Yeah. So um, obviously you said you've been in this industry for a while. So tell us how things have changed from your perspective with the COVID-19. Well, obviously the the restaurant industry has... uh, lost a significant amount of uh, income, not only in the establishments, but uh, the people that work there. Um, uh, Even those that are operating uh, to go or those that are available to open back up uh, are operating uh, at a loss that they cannot make up. Uh, Maybe fast food industry might have been the only one to um, survive or even thrive, Um, but mom and pops all the way up to the corporate entity are are suffering. Uh, If you're not familiar with margins, margins are very low. Uh, What does that mean? Uh, I worked at one establishment where uh, we did a very good job of uh, keeping our uh, level of profit high and our our spending control. And... uh, on a good month, we're still making uh, only uh, several cents out of every dollar spent in the establishment. And that could give you an idea of uh, how, uh, how difficult the industry is. Uh, when you're open for business and have full capacity and have customers uh, on a regular basis. Now the fear is uh, people are not ready to dine in. Uh, some are not even ready to come into your establishment for takeout. So unless you have some side of availability for curbside, uh, they don't uh, want to venture in. Uh, others are delighted uh, that you're offering to go, uh, that you may be open, and then uh, and are very appreciative and conscious of the effort. And um, well, we can get into it later if you wish, but some people are just not so nice. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I am. Um, so talk about like when you said the takeout and to go is is uh, an important aspect. Are you you or your restaurant are are they using the um, like the delivery services like Uber Eats and DoorDash and all those? Because I've heard that they take a huge percentage and it's just not profitable for the restaurant. Uh, 
it's uh it's an uh, evil situation i mean if you want to get your uh your name out there and uh for instance um how do they know you're open mm-hmm. how do they how does the public know you're open for takeout um or even dine at this point um unless you have um an audience for social media or email uh, or unless they're just walking or driving by your establishment, uh, they don't know. Uh, so these services, um, you know, someone can log on and, and, and see what's in their community, but uh, some of them are, are up to 30% uh, of a fee. They want to lock you in for a year. So you see these wonderful commercials of how they save the industry. And they're offering free delivery, but... Uh, they want you to commit to that 30% uh, that goes in their pockets for a year. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's unbelievable. And, and those percentages vary. But um, <clears throat> if you look at any restaurateur, particularly if they're a, a mom-and-pop establishment, uh, they will tell you that it's, it's uh, anywhere from a struggle to not worth it at all. Yeah, yeah, because I see a lot of restaurants, the independent restaurants, they're saying, you know, we just don't feel safe to open right now. But I think that's sort of a way of saying, hey, we're, we can't make money if we open and we have to have, you know, half the people that we would normally have or less. So um, do you think that or, or what is your your thoughts on how many restaurants will reopen after this? I mean, do you think like half might close? Well, let me uh, address the safety issue first, if I may. Um, So uh, safety is certainly a concern, um, but it's also uh, a mindset in the sense of there is a a false sense. And what I mean by that is uh, um, once upon a time I had a background in uh, the medical community as well. Um, So I understand the need for sanitation. Uh, uh, masks and gloves. So gloves have been used in the food and beverage industry for years, but uh, I don't think anyone has ever taught, even in uh, um, in uh, safe serve food serve uh, service safety uh, uh, um, classes, how to properly put one on, how to mm-hmm. properly take one off. Um, you know what? Uh, let, let me let me make it simple for you or for the, your listeners, um, if I put on a glove and I'm not conscious of everything I do, if I touch my face and then go back to cutting or preparing an item, the glove is contaminated. Mm-hmm. If I don't take the glove off by the very end and not touch anything on the glove, wash my hands, sanitize, and properly put on a set of new gloves, uh, it's no different than cross-contamination on your home kitchen counter. Um, so the, the, this, uh, oh, well, that establishment has, uh, gloves and they wear masks. Sure. It's been mandated and, uh, and we, and we have to follow those mandates, but, um, uh, there is a, a false sense of security in the, uh, the masks and the gloves. There's also, <clears throat> um, you know, safety. Well, the establishments, uh, if they're operating properly, and they should be, 
are taking every precaution uh, they can. Most people don't know that kitchens have been cleaned out of anything that's not necessarily necessarily uh, in, in use and put in storage. Mm -hmm. um, so where you would normally walk into a kitchen and see silverware and pots and pans and plates placed everywhere, they're not. They're wrapped up somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, so you know there, there are a lot of precautions there for safety, and I want the I want the general public to know that uh, you know we're we're taking care uh, of them and us. Uh, but also, um, people are not ready to come back. When uh, people are not ready to come back to your establishment, staff is not ready to come back. Um, some of that is, well, they're getting paid well in unemployment, some more than they might have actually made. Uh, some are just uh, fear of the health uh, uh, situation coming back and don't want to be exposed. Uh, I personally would have preferred um, to be an establishment that uh, would have waited a little longer uh, I enjoyed when we uh, you know, first opened up for takeout that uh, we were stopping people at the front door. And mm -hmm. they, they couldn't gain uh, entrance. Now that they're allowed to come in and, and dine in and, and take out, it's, uh, you know, it was a concern initially. Uh, uh, we knew where we knew who our pool of workers uh, were, where they went, and kind of comfortable with each other and trusted each other. So, uh, and then to answer your other question, uh, what what do I think will happen? Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, I see and hear a lot of uh, stories and troubles on the uh, corporate side, and I certainly hear it on the mom and pop and independent side, going all the way up to, uh, uh, you know, and, and it doesn't affect just restaurants, of course, uh, all the workers, but uh, all the support, you know, the people that supply uh, the food. Uh, Mm -hmm. Take Cisco, one of the big one of the big boys uh, in the industry. I uh, recently read an article where they're um, uh, you know, focus refocusing their uh, efforts to uh, grocery stores. Um, they used to make most of their profit from uh, independents uh, because uh, the corporate or the large entities would have uh, you know buying deals or contracts and. Since they produce so much business, they had a lower margin of uh, profit. So it's just a trickle-down effect. And, of course, uh, you're hearing uh, lately uh, how the farmers are affected. And uh, it, it's um, it's just really unknown. Uh, my my feeling is that the, the, the big boys of the fast, fast food industry will probably survive and come back um, uh, fairly quickly and strong. Uh, one, because they have the financial resources. Two, they've been open and mm -hmm. uh, many have been doing a tremendous business, but also they're a lower cost and, and easy access. Um, I would imagine uh, the pizza, the burger, the family-ish meals, and what I mean by that, those are where you can eat for $15 and under, uh, will probably have an easier road to come back. Because um, people are, have struggled financially, and you know they don't have money in their pockets either. Uh, if you are a uh, mid to high end restaurant, I think that could be a difficult road for you. Oh yeah, I'm sure exactly. And so I think fine dining is going to really be the hardest hit. Um, and then, so talk about what the employees, like what, what are your screening processes for the employees? Like when they come in, do you take their temperature every day? And then what about guests? I mean, do you screen them at all or how does that work? So employer 
Okay, so are coming in only through one entrance, uh, uh, so they can be uh, immediately uh, um, have their temperature taken and logged in. And uh, of course, uh, they are to wear masks uh, and gloves. Um, instructions uh, for uh, cleaning uh, have been detailed, not only for their own uh, personal hygiene. Uh, that includes, look, you take your uniform home, your mask, everything, and it needs to be fresh and clean when you come back uh, through the door for your next shift. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, <clears throat> the uh, well, we can get into this later, but uh, one of the points I'd like to mention is that the detailed cleaning uh, requires more effort and more staff than we had when before we closed. We can talk about that more later, if you wish. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, as far as I guess, there are no requirements except uh, six feet uh, social distancing. Mm -hmm. And of course, um, many abide, but many do not. Um, and uh, you know, if you are uh, if you're experiencing any symptoms uh, that have been publicly uh, put out there, a fever of uh, 100.4 or more, uh, dry cough, or uh, any of those symptoms, uh, please don't dine with us. No. No. And uh, if we have to, if we witness any of those, uh, we'll, we'll ask the people to leave. Uh, but we prefer you just not come in. Right. Yeah. I, I would think that people would be smart enough to, to do that and be respectful of their other diners, but a lot of people aren't, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, I we, like that you're taking that precaution. We do get calls for people coming in. Do I have to wear a mask? What precautions do I? And mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, and they ask about the distancing, and you know, it's uh, for uh, it's changed. Uh, it's currently now uh, ten people per every three hundred square feet, uh, so the the capacity inside the dining room is reduced. Um, but uh, I've heard of another state, I think, where they require to have their temperature and mask. And you know, I I personally don't have a problem with uh, asking a guest to do that if that was the uh, policy, um, but. Um, I don't know there. I don't know if it's a rights violation, but there was some uh, uh, the other state uh, that did it. Uh, I guess dropped it. Um, it was uh, some sort of battle with the community. But um, you know, it, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, there are no restrictions where I work as far as the customer, other than be healthy and stay six feet away. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I could see how that would be just not fun. I mean, the going out and dining out is supposed to be a fun experience and I just would think that if you have to wear a mask well, to get in and all that stuff it's just not going to be fun I, I think it's a silly rule I mean I understand taking the temperature but how how are you supposed to eat and drink with a mask on I mean even even the employees that work there um, take a mask off to eat and drink so it, it it was I forgot the governor or mayor that did it but it was really it's really an odd uh, uh, requirement yeah, well, I mean, I would think that maybe if you're walking past other people to be seated, you know, you have the, maybe have the mask on for that. But for me, that would just kind of take away from the experience if I have to go through all of these precautions to dine out at a restaurant. So I understand. It's a tough choice. Yeah, the, ex the experience has changed drastically um, inside the restaurant. So let's, uh, let's keep that one at least done. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? 
Uh, let's make that not uncomfortable for the guest. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, can you talk about some of the the challenges that that you face as like whether you're a restaurant operator or manager? Um, you know, just things that maybe the average person that's not in the industry would not know. Um, well, like I mentioned, there is a, uh, you know, a, um, a staffing level issue. You have all these guidelines to clean consistently, but I don't think the public realizes that the establishments are on a skeleton staff. Um, for what does that mean? Well, I, I, I picked up takeout yesterday, and to the best of my knowledge from the questions I got answered, there was one manager there, there was one front of the house employee, and there was probably one or two people in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's very low, um, you know. So if all these people have to... Uh, uh, wipe down door handles and, you know, make sure all the prep is taken care of. There's just not enough people. And if you're open for business, um, you don't have, uh, most places are, are, are not employing their full staff. In other words, there's probably not a hostess to greet you. Um, my suspect, depending on the size of the restaurant, there's probably only one to three servers to assist you. There mm-hmm. may or may not be a bartender. There mm-hmm. may or not may or may not be a, a bus person, and I'd highly doubt if there are any more than three people in the kitchen. That's probably including a dishwasher, a prep person, maybe four for a larger operation, or if they're busy. So, what does a busy night mean for us? Uh, if we had a busy night and I work in a larger establishment, um, I could have. Six to seven people in the kitchen, that's including two dishwashers, plus the people cooking on the line. I could have 15 servers, uh, two or three bartenders, and at least uh, uh, three to six server assistants. So if you're going from that kind of a capacity and, and staffing levels to to four four to six in the building, uh, the level of service, uh, the uh, timing, meaning uh, you may have to wait at the door Mm -hmm. or you may have to wait to get your drinks. Uh, Certainly the details it takes to bust a table these days, sanitize the table, wipe down all the uh, uh, booths, wipe down all the chairs. Uh, So, you know, it's just uh, it's just an effort that was never there because you had support staff, right. and without the money coming in, and without the you know tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars lost, depending on your establishment, um, you know there's a lot of ground to make up. So services is certainly different. Um, Everything takes longer because there's not enough people to uh, take care of the norm or give you the norm. And some people are very appreciative and understand that. And mm-hmm. some people are, uh, well, like I said, not so kind. <laughs> Do you have any stories that you could share about a not so kind patron? Oh, 
Um, certainly. I'll try to be as uh, um, G-rated as possible. <laughs> um, so the customer yelling at us at the front door because the restaurant is empty. Well, we have social distancing in place mandated by the governor. Uh, we have, uh, you know, either uh, approached or at our maximum capacity. Uh, uh, we cannot seat you. And goes on and on and on and, and, and yells and, you know, uh, you're almost at the point where you have to get uh, police involved because they're irate and don't want to leave. Um, Sometimes uh, you close early, uh, whether it be uh, holiday hours or lack of business, meaning it may say on a website or a sign that you're open to X amount of hours. But with lack of normal business and certainly the loss of dollars, if you're not hearing the phone ring, if you're not seeing people come through your door, any logical uh, business would say, hey, this is not a, uh, a good business decision. We're not making money. Uh, let's close early. Mm-hmm. Of yet, when you lock, yet when you lock the doors and you just happen to be in, in view of the people and they pull on each door three or four times and then wait for someone to come to the door mm-hmm. and say, well, the sign says, or there's people coming in and out, well, those people were already in the establishment. You don't kick them out if they were already in dining and say, sorry, we're closed. Mm-hmm. So, although we may be operating, we're no longer opening, taking new, new customers at that particular time, and uh, arguments tend to ensue, phone calls uh, tend to be made, and people want some sort of, I don't know what they want. I don't know if they want apologies or free food or, or, or it's just very, uh, just very odd behavior. So the, the, the whole we're in this together and we're being a nicer, kinder, gentle America, it's a nice thought and it does happen, but unfortunately it's not with everyone. Right. It, it's surprising that people would be behaving so badly because you know, this, they've got to know what people are going through and the restaurant industry is just one of the hardest hit industries. So it's just so sad to me that they're not more understanding because I guess from my perspective too, a lot of what I see on social media is, you know, how can we help and people making donations. And, and so when you hear these kinds of stories, that's, that's really sad because you're already under a tremendous amount of stress as it is. And then to have to deal with that is just awful. Well, we were before COVID, mm-hmm. even we, the entire hospitality, anyone who works in any sort of service-related industry, um, and, and not just hospitality, uh, it could be retail, uh, certainly uh, uh, our frontline workers and, and those in uh, harm's way. Um, and many, many times, I'm sure you could talk to anybody in any of those industries who serve people, will find that Unfortunately, the ones who sacrifice the most are the ones that um, are, uh, well, the word begins with an S, and I won't use it, but um, spat upon, I'll I'll change the word, Mm -hmm. or spat upon the most Mm -hmm. 
and uh, uh, and people have an entitlement, and uh, all we're trying to do is either provide health or provide a, a smile or provide something for them. And uh, well, I'll just stick with the phrase: not everyone's nice. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Um, so what about, um, like, as far as this is something that, that is really interesting to me, or I've wondered about is like, how do you go about with knowing how much food to order? If you're just not sure about, you know, takeout orders and how many people are going to show up to dine in? Well, thank God for freezers. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> so, uh, freezers are probably getting, uh, used more and more, uh, because you, uh, it's hard to plan. Um, you know, um, you have to, uh, you have to have a keen eye on, uh, on everything and you don't want waste cause that's more money out the drain, down the drain. Right. Uh, so, um, uh, chefs and kitchen managers, uh, have even more responsibility now to order well and order, uh, you always make your money in ordering. Whether it be retail or food, you know that's, that's where you make your deals and you make your money up front. Um, so that's why it's important to uh, control waste. And uh, to answer your question, you don't. You you you. It's a learning curve. It's like okay, so this is the first day we're open, and this is the second day, then this is the first week and the second week, and you look at uh, you look and see if there's any patterns and. You try your best. Uh, if you happen to be in an establishment that takes reservations, that's helpful. But many people don't make reservations. Uh, many don't show uh, or they're altered. So, uh, you know, that's uh, once upon a time, um, reservations were uh, an almost an absolute. Uh, but uh, in today's, uh, like I said, entitlement world uh, or lack of care, people, uh, people make them, don't show up, don't change them. And uh, it, it, it's difficult to forecast. I mean, it's difficult to forecast in regular, mm -hmm. um, but it's even harder now. Uh, and that includes, you know, your labor dollars. Uh, well, do we need one person today or three people today? Yeah. So yeah. it's, um, uh, I hate to say it, you do your best, but some days it's just like rolling the dice in Vegas. <laughs> mm -hmm. you, you, you hope you win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so did your restaurant receive any of that, um, the, the funding from the government, the, the pay, I think it's the payment protection? No. Uh, we, I can't say if we, if the, an application was placed or not, but mm -hmm. I know that there has been, um, uh, uh, no money received. And, uh, unfortunately, um, I, uh, I know I know people who have received them, and uh, the government keeps changing uh, the rules on payback. And uh, after people got the money, or, or these people got the money, they were elated. And then after the pages and pages of initial rules and rule changes came, they're like, "Well, did we just give it back?" <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so, although I'm, I'm sure it's a wonderful plan uh, in theory. I don't know how well it was executed, not only in people uh, available to get it, but um, will it really help? And uh, that's all I can really say on that, not having any uh, uh, firsthand experience with it.
Yeah. Well, I guess it, it helps though that they do have this, this option for the employees that were let go or laid off or, or whatever you want to call it, that they now, they can receive those unemployment benefits. So it's that you don't have that trying to pay that staff while they're, you know, out of work or whatever. Cause some, some restaurants were taking on that responsibility. Like, Hey, we want to help our staff out because you know, these restaurant workers, it was just one day. They were just like, Nope, there's no work anymore. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, many, uh, um, uh, establishments have founded, uh, or their customers have founded, uh, GoFundMe pages, and you know there are uh, many worker relief uh, uh, things started. I uh, just saw where uh, I think Guy Fieri uh, raised something like twenty million dollars uh, for the restaurant relief fund. So uh, there's a lot of um, hope out there. Uh, I don't know how it's being administrated or who is actually getting it, but my uh, my general thought is that uh, there will never be enough to go around. Yeah, I don't know how there could be. I mean, it's just astounding, the numbers. So I appreciate, though, all the chefs and, you know, all the celebrities that are doing what they can. That um, At least that helps a little bit in some small way. And it's appreciated more than, more than they probably understand. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Well, did you have anything else that you wanted to add or talk about what's happening in the industry? Um, just that I really would like the public to understand that it's not business as usual. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I can't speak for others, but, uh, I can tell you myself, um, pay has been reduced. Um, we don't have, we don't have our, our, our full staff back, um, support staff. So one that hurts on a service level also hurts on uh, a personal level. I mean, some people call it family, and some aren't to some people, but um, they are certainly a, the crew that you see every day, and they are missed. They, uh, they're an important asset to your, uh, your operation. Uh, they may not realize that management, and I'm sure some servers uh, uh, are working uh, 10 plus hour days. I know myself, uh, uh, there have been some 13 and 14 hour days and 12 hours seems to be the norm mm -hmm. uh, or more than right. 12 hours. So, um, <laughs> and some are doing that five, six, and uh, I'm sure those independent owners are doing it seven mm -hmm. uh, if they're open seven days. Mm -hmm. uh, and if they're not open, they're, I'm sure they're in their restaurants cleaning or like you said, doing inventory and, and buying food and there's always something to do. Um, and that uh, the struggles before COVID were real and hard. Uh, now they're extremely hard. And uh, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to find the uh, correct words to say here, but, um, you know, maybe... Uh, Maybe have your order together uh, when you call in for a to-go order. <laughs> uh, maybe when you hear the phone ringing off the hook, when you're asking a bunch of questions or placing an order, you might go, would you like to get that? Uh, 
maybe when it's taking just a little bit longer than you think it should, um, on a regular basis or certainly now, take a deep breath and just just relax and know that we're doing everything we can. We're, we're not ignoring you. Uh, we, we didn't forget about you. No. Sorry your drink isn't the way you like it or it took too long to get there. We'll make amends. We'll apologize. We may even take care of a portion of your bill. But uh, please remain calm and nice. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I, I think people need to be more understanding. It's not the same as how it always been has been with dining out. So yeah, I, I definitely hear you on that. And and then one last question I wanted to ask you too is without getting political, what what is your thought on you know, there, I see so many people posting on social media about how we need to stay closed. This needs to stay closed, and, and we, we have to be safe and healthy. And I mean, I get that, that, that we do need to have places stay closed for a while to flatten the curve, and I think that's happened, and now places are starting to reopen. I think there's a lot of mentality with people about, well, you know, everything should stay closed for like a year or two, and, and I mean, it's just not viable to do that. So... What are your thoughts and opinions on on that, staying closed versus opening? Well, you know, media generates a lot of um, hype in everything, and this situation is no different. And I think it puts people uh, into a state of fear. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, um, this is serious. Uh, there are precautions that need to be taken. The curve needs to be flattened. Um, I think action should have been taken. Uh, action should have been taken much sooner in Europe and in our own borders and in our own <clears throat> cities and states much sooner. Um, things were too lax too too soon. Um, but at a certain point, you know, your immune system needs exposure. There are certain people who are at risk and should be distanced from this um, sooner and probably later than the general public. Mm-hmm. Um, but as much as the hype is out there, most people don't listen. People aren't staying six feet away. Um, they're not abiding. Uh, you see and hear uh, uh, people gathering in parks and uh, and uh, on hikes uh, and public areas where uh, park rangers and local officials have to go break them up. So um, people need to wake up and pay attention and follow rules, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you heard about all these Cinco de Mayo uh, restaurants. It's like people, just because their restaurant is open doesn't mean it's party time. There, uh, I, there shouldn't be fear, but there should be respect, and there should be an understanding that it's not over. Mm-hmm. And uh, things could could be different for a very long time, and you know, the industry is discussing how, how how things may be different moving forward. So, um, wear your mask, wear your gloves if you wish. But more importantly, be safe. Keep your distance from each other. Don't don't be gathering. And 
regardless of what politics is or isn't doing, um, apply something that's become rare these days, of common sense and courtesy. Mm -hmm, exactly. All right. Well, thank you for your your comments and your feedback. I appreciate it and, and learning about kind of what happens behind the scenes in the restaurants now with the COVID. Certainly. And if you find you uh, have more uh, questions or if you're um, uh, listening and viewing public uh, would have questions, uh, we can uh, we can do this again or uh, we can do it uh, uh, however way you want, and I'll be happy to provide answers because uh, the public should know, uh, and uh, I'm happy to help further. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. See you on the next episode.